Welcome back to Global Views, your favorite place in the airspace for all things language, communication, and culture. As always, I'm your host, Bree, and this week we are actually talking about something very important and very special, especially in the month of April. So some of you may know April is often celebrated as Autism Awareness Month or more appropriately, Autism Acceptance Month. Since we're a podcast that's committed to understanding different communication, different cultures, and looking to a world that understands one another better in general, uh, we wanted to give proper acknowledgement to our friends and family in the ASD, the Autism Spectrum Disorder Community. So today we have a special guest here with me on Zoom that I cannot wait to talk to. Uh, Alex Kimmel is a self-determiner, a self-advocate, speaker, and an autistic individual, Uh, and he has agreed to hang out with us this week and give us insight onto how we can all be better allies for acceptance. So hey, Alex, welcome to the show. It's so nice to have you. Hello, Brianna. It's nice to be here. Thanks for asking me. My name is Alexander Stuart Kimmel, but everyone calls me Alex. I own a training and advocacy company called The Self-Determinator. I regularly train at companies, conferences, and universities about inclusion acceptance, and respect. Alex, I think you had a term you wanted to introduce us to before we got started. Yes, Brianna. I do have a note before starting. There are different ideas of how to refer to people. Some are fans of the person's first language, as in person with autism. Some prefer identity first language, such as autistic person. You can visit autisticadvocacy.org for a more in-depth briefing on identity first language. This is a poem from Intune Pathways. The only time using the term autistics is difficult for non-autistic person to hear or, or accept is when they believe it subtracts from the autistic person's value. Yet the truth is the autistic who chooses identity first language does so out of pride. There is no shame for being autistic. Autism does not subtract my value. It adds to it. I prefer identity first language and will use terms like autistics. Of course, calling me Alex or your majesty works for me too. Well, thank you so much, Your Majesty, for uh, for that explanation. Uh, Alex, now, April is Autism Awareness Month. What events do you typically see planned during this month? It's gay Alex to you. Standard to the start of the autism awareness season is the wearing of the dreaded puzzle piece. Having made slaves of what should be healthy, sharing of unity and solidarity anguish into more of a cultish act that serve instead a way to do real injustice of how to have change on the already widely held myth that autistics are saving for figuring out as opposed to an individual worth getting to know. What if there was the same amount of marketing put towards the advancement of the concept with looking sharply at one Let's those of us autistics that help make the world a better place, rather than ads that give the message that we have need of healing, fixing, 
or any other type of alteration. Now, that's a really good point you bring up. Uh, now, why do you think awareness itself is not enough? Good question, Brianna. Think that having awareness of autism does have some merit. It functions as a starting point for important conversations about inclusion and diversity and ultimately acceptance. Historically, when I was born, the incidence rate for autism was four per 10,000 and as such was not widely known. And awareness campaigns were helpful towards educating the public. The rate as of April 2020 is largely thought to be one in 54 per the center for disease control. It is likely that most of the population has at least an awareness of autism. The idea that awareness campaigns are needed is passe and a new focus is required if there is ever a chance for autistics to have equality alongside neurotypicals. Now, what would you prefer instead of the typical annual autism awareness campaign? Thanks for asking me. One of the things that has to change would be the portrayal of autism as a disease in a need of a cure. While that may stimulate income from a charity model, it sure as hell stifles the promotion where autistics have respect as equals. Who is creating these campaigns? Sharing from a hunch that it is not autistics. How about promotions that highlight the many adults that have successful and meaningful lives? What about letting the focus be about how these successes are possible? Often because supports that respect each individual's specific wiring are provided. Think that annual pause for contemplation is not what will power the paradigm shift to have a message of neurodiversity become reality. This could occur only with the most careful planting and cultivating of seeds of self-advocacy and that of self-determination. This is something that has to be sown to the autistic community along with the community at large. The majority of agencies that have involvement with autism are seldom inclusive of having employees or board of director representation of autistics. The pursuit of power to change how autistics are perceived must first address how autistics view themselves. The majority that I have met have struggles with esteem either currently or in the past. The steps of autistics modulating from awareness that they have the power and right to govern their own lives, to acceptance of that power and right to govern change in policy in their community has to precede that of the community as a whole holding them as equals.
One of the best T-shirts I have seen says, "Autism is not a tragedy." Running out of bacon is, oh, an ignorance. But mostly, the bacon thing. You know, I love that shirt, and I have to agree that both of those things are severe tragedies that need to be addressed.、Um, so thank you for that. But、uh, so how? What would you say? You know, where or how are you currently? Accepted. There are few places that I am feeling greatly accepted of who I am. There are great errors when we continue to measure everyone by the same neurotypical standards. The ways that I manage great and constant anxiety often seem to make neurotypicals anxious. Often I will have self-talk. Where I repeat movie dialogue that reflects what emotion I am feeling, but can't find my words to express right then. So there are movie excerpts that I have chosen to work out that helps to release, and that serves to dampen my anxiety. The problem with interjecting the neurology or those without autism onto my choice. Of coming tends to agitate both of us. There are frustrated that I am not adhering to the social norm that one does not chatter in public to oneself, and I am frustrated because this one actually does need to chatter, and I should have the right to have some say in one involvement that social norm and many other norms. Have to take into consideration for societal norms to be truly representative and inclusive. You know, I love what you have to say about you know not just accepting things that aren't the social norm, but making you know widening, broadening the social norm. That's really awesome. Now, what is this concept of disability pride? What of that concept? The thought that I have disability pride does battle. With my strong philosophy, that inclusive community are places all are worthy, just because they were created with or without a disability. I want you to gain an understanding that having a disability in and of itself has no bearing on how successful and fulfilling life can be. Now, what challenges are there from moving from that awareness that we talked about earlier to the kind of acceptance that you're talking about? One challenge for individuals with autism is that too often we will have people in society focus on how the short list of characteristics for diagnosing people warps into grossly overhomogenizing an entire demographic. To be impersonal and stereotypical, the focus should be each person should be left to define themselves. This lesson is true, whether there is a disability or heaven help them, they are neurotypical. The greatest challenge I have personally is that before I am given the right or powerful opportunity. To make my own first impression, of my own choosing, there are too many that dismiss me, 
merely based on my use of technology for communicating, which is ironic to me, as they are apt to be tethered to their smartphone. The nicest thing that someone can do is to slow down and invite me into a conversation and really get to know me before there is judgment made. Now, what barriers are there, do you think, to the movement from awareness to acceptance? I think that the challenges people face as autistics lead to the barriers that society erects. There is so much information that needs to get to the masses regarding acceptance of those with neurological disabilities. The message of neurodiversity rights should be going out and being as invasive as women's rights and civil rights. Neurodiversity is the acceptance and celebration of those that operate other than what most of the world considers to be normal. And to help society to realize no one really has the right to name what someone else's normal should be. To me, the only way to be able to accept me is to respect my needs to feel safe and loved. The culture of gentleness is a philosophy I embrace because it lets me decide what I view as safe and loved. Now, how does understanding and applying the culture of gentleness you're talking about help with acceptance? Every person has a different idea of what it takes to be safe, loved, loving, and engaged. A big component to how we move toward these positive places is how we are approached. From the start, it is about investing time in the relationship. One of the things that I have to consider is how the people in my life think of my intelligence when I do not have access to assistive technology and I cannot fully communicate with them. This respect is greatly important in my ability to let me get to the point where I can trust them. For me then, it is important that I am talked to as an equal. Top of the list for me is keeping positive, to keep me having hope and help me to remain optimistic. This is helpful to let my anxiety keep submerged. Thinking that keeping promises is honoring the elevation of trust and therefore accessing safety. People who tell me that I am helpful or wonderful keep giving me the idea that the possibility is growing, that more will have positive assessment of my mind. One of the things that help create climate that allows heart to forge forward with love is the idea that they already care for me. One way that allows people to have me want to share feeling of kindness is for them to invite me so I know that I am wanted. I am wanting to respect words if they are positive. 
they have the way to utter feeling of being accepted. And there is hope for me to then share love. Now, I have heard that part of neurodiversity is about deferring ways of taking in and processing information. So, Alex, can you teach us a little bit about that, maybe? One thing that I would have to get those who are interested in conversations with me is to respect that when people ask to keep eye contact with me, I have challenged to hear their words. Allow me to have right to have eye contact according to my comfort, knowing that I thrive on connecting and I'm carefully minding everything you say. One thing that would help is getting more safe offers from people to join them. That often helps have more confidence about inferior me initiating eye contact. One of the ways that I ask to have right welcome touch would help me feel more certain that I am accepted having them approach me, having first gotten my attention and approach me face first. The access to words will get the anxiety diminished with helping me to have trust that what I want is understood. I would prefer the words that I have to hear speak only about positive and keep optimistic. How the presence is best felt preferred would value me by checking in to make sure that I am not just present, but also engaged. Think that having help with just being there would underscore that I am safe. What would help me is to record feelings Avoid nonverbal eye gestures that show me that I am not welcome, such as rolling the eyes and furrowing the eyebrows. I should be having conversations that respect that I am an adult, and that would be great to not have tone that totally makes me think that you are thinking that I am just a baby, that I require that half single voice typically preserved for preschool teachers. If you could not talk to me like I'm a toddler, that would be great. It is very important to respect each individual and not assign your filter or desires on their perception. Neurodiversity and culture of gentleness asks to respect the person on their terms, not a societal or other norms. Now, what role does inclusion play in the move from awareness to acceptance? The lesson for people regarding inclusion is more than time allowing access or tolerating someone's presence. The real thought about inclusion that is meaningful has to start first by communicating at that all are welcome and all are valued. That can be forged with having tasks for school, volunteering in the community, or at work that have more than the neurotypical person in mind. Feeling that there could be more participation and far more work being done if gifts and strengths were considered. 
rather than having only formula that all must follow. There could be intentionally created positions where there is no prerequisite of having the ability to speak so those without typical communication could participate. Having tasks described, thinking of non-readers, and using clear visuals and checklists would allow diverse populations opportunities to have participation. Think that inviting someone like me that has intelligence and communicates in a non-traditional manner tends to open minds to having increase of what demographic deserves self-determination, which is 100%. Now, what could us allies do to move to acceptance? That is an important question, Brianna. Having autistics at the front of the movement for world acceptance of the disabled viewed as equal to neurotypicals is paramount condition for success. There is a pivotal role for allies to play as well. The way that social justice came about for other minority groups was a strong network of minorities with an ever-widening faithful group of those considered to be the majority. The ways that allies have power to help pass along the message of neurodiversity can start with something as simple as social media. There are some excellent respected resources that are powerful beacons of light to help you guide the shifts to the safe harbor of inclusion and acceptance. The ones that I follow at the moment are Autism Self-Advocacy Network, nothing about us without us. Judyandow at www.judyandow.com. Following and liking these neurodiverse self-advocates and thus allowing the silent seed to take root amongst those who follow your Facebook or Twitter can start to gather other allies. Have a great idea to have whatever boards or groups that you participate and solicit new members to change the demographics. I think that having ongoing meaningful conversations will always be beneficial. The things that I am terming as positive would be times when I was treated as welcome equal and having the desire to have me included. Spreading the philosophy of neurodiversity would be a great way of having teach that we are same beings more than we are different. Because I like to really think of how to best answer your questions, please email me at alex.kimmel at hotmail.com. You can also visit my website, www.alexkimmel.com. Thank you. Call me. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for coming and hanging out with us today on the podcast, talking a little bit about autism acceptance, uh, some really good stuff there. So we really, really appreciate it. 
Uh, and thank you to everyone who is listening. That is our interview with Alex Kimmel, the self-determinator, self-advocate speaker extraordinaire of Autism Awareness to Acceptance. Um, so thank you to Alex for coming and sharing your wisdom with us. If anyone out there is interested in any more of Alex's work, we will link his website. We have linked his website, actually, to our social media pages. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at The Global Views Show or Global Views Podcast. And there you'll find Alex's website, www.alexkimmel, that's A-L-E-X-K-I-M-M-E-L.com. We hope you had a great time on the show with us today, and we will see you next Friday. Thank you.